Psalm 121, if you're following along, I will uh, adventure to read it here as soon as I find my glasses. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Uh, behold, he that, or he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither... Uh, Yes. Behold, he that keepeth thee shall not slumber. Sorry. Verse 4. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. And we take that for granted, the moon by night, but we're going to learn that's really something important. Uh, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve, aren't you, then it's a beautiful verse, thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. What's, what a promise. They would write that, they put it in a metal cylinder up on the side of their door, and they would touch that cylinder as they go out to remind them the Lord shall preserve by going out. And when they come back in, they touch that cylinder again, the Jews would, to remind themselves, now how have I lived since I've been outside the house? And they put the scripture verses over the doors to remind themselves of how the word of God is supposed to be playing into their lives. Uh, these review questions. Question number one, two, three, four, five, and six. You can do it on your own. So we'll just skip, skip all those. Number one, sorry, Songs of Degrees are the 15 Psalms from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. They were written by, written by whom? Who wrote these 15 Psalms? Hezekiah? David? Song of Solomon. So Solomon wrote one, David four, Hezekiah ten. Now, who, those two, that was number two. Number three, who wrote the, who wrote the ten are Hezekiah. Number four, what are the two main things that happen in Hezekiah's life? Hard to hit what now? Yes, it been a time change. That was uh, because he was sick. The Lord gave him 15 more years, and the dial went back how many degrees? Ten degrees, songs of degrees. Hezekiah wrote ten, so that's that's uh, that's that's where I think it goes comes from. Hezekiah being alive, writing these psalms, and went back ten degrees. David's got four. Solomon's got one. Fifteen songs of degrees. Some believe that each song gets higher uh, in a key as they sing it. Some believe they go with different steps and they sing they sing one psalm and they sing another step, another psalm, another step, another psalm. Uh, some believe the verses uh, elevate the the teaching with each verse gets a little bit more intense and higher elevated. And so that's what they. I personally believe the best explanation since Hezekiah wrote them, since the sundial went back ten degrees in the time of Ahaz, king of Judah. Uh, then I believe then that's what it refers to, the songs of degrees. That's my personal opinion. There's about eight opinions I gave you on that. Uh, primary events in Hezekiah's life, his illness, one. Two, is Sennacherib's imminent destruction of Jerusalem, but it didn't happen. Five, the Assyrian king was Sennacherib. Six, what silver-tongued man did the Assyrians send to the upper, the conduit, whatever it is, upper, to speak to Israel? Rab Shaka. Rab Shaka came and started vilifying Hezekiah to the people on the wall, and so he was the mouthpiece for Sennacherib. Second page, R7, was Ahaz. Remember Ahaz? The, the sundial went back. And R8 is Solomon, who wrote Psalm 127. Solomon. So we have we've been talking about then the lifting of sight. I lift up mine eyes into the hills, the person 
And it was, I will lift up. Aren't you glad for that personal pronoun, I? I will lift up. And then there also, then there was the place, lifting up the, our eyes toward God. Then there's the Lord is sovereign, this two verses two to four. And we see omnipotent, meaning he is all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's upholding all things by the word of his power, all the vast, unbelievable universe. He's upholding that. And yet, he loves Mr. Womack. And he cares about Mr. Womack's dog, Moses. And he cares about Rastus. And he cares about Tommy. And he cares about... Jerry, Tommy and Jerry, I don't know. <laughs> so there we are. I'm just, okay, that was the shot in the dark. But he cares about all, the, all those animals. He, he, and he knows every flea on Moses. I don't know if Moses has fleas or not, but he knows every flea sitting on Moses. And he cares about us. He cares about, I think he cares about our, our animals. He, because they're part of what he's given to us to take care of. He cares about, he cares about a Cisco and Rebel and Buttermilk. Those are the three donkeys. Are they donkeys or mules? One's a mule. One of each, okay. There we go. Uh, that's that's Gary and Wilma's uh, possessions over here, or not? They're just they're they're keeping them over there. They like, by the way, if you have any spare cookies, they really like cookies. So if you want some of those, so he's omnipotent. He is watching over us. It's not like he is going to get a week all of a sudden and cannot take care of us. The, so the king is standing, if he would, Hezekiah, on the high walls surrounding the city. Look at I will lift the hills. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. What a wonderful promise. Now, if Sennacherib uh, is going to invade, invade soon, the Assyrians, as you know, were a terrible people. They were like, we would call them ISIS of today. They were the extreme Hindus. Uh, they're the ones, uh, well, it goes by ISIS, really, the ones who just really the, the, just have no common sense regarding treating people right. We find yet that he is going to lift up his eyes to the Lord of the universe. Billions upon billions of light years, this Lord of the universe is watching over and caring for us. What a wonderful thing. So that's the omnipotence, omnipresence. Verse 3, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. The Lord knows how easy it is for us to slip, is it not? The word not here is a qualified negative, expresses a wish that it might be so, a subjective desire, a cautious statement. So we might say, may he not suffer thy foot to slip, or may he not suffer thy foot to be moved. And so as I was laying there, as doctor comes in, which I have a lot of confidence in, Dr. Settles, and she came in, and she said, now here's what happens, that this might happen, this might happen, and it, it might slip and puncture in there too, but very rarely, that, you know, like the, the, a rare chance, I think, I really hope that doesn't happen. And so, uh, but he this, what the hand has slipped once it gets into all that everything going on. He does not say he does not he he keeps us from slipping. He watches over us. He is a wonderful God. So that's the omnipresence. Uh, Joseph Carl in your notes, page two, a man cannot go without moving his feet, and a man cannot stand whose feet are moved. The foot in a synecdoche, which is a foot for the whole body and the body for the whole outward estate, so that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. That word under there means a term like a figure of speech made to represent the whole or vice versa. So as in Cleveland won by six runs, Cleveland means Cleveland's entire baseball team. So he says thy foot shall not be moved. It's your whole body shall not be moved. And so he will not suffer that to be moved from the spot that you are. He's taking a bold stand. He has defied the Assyrians. It would be like... There were 500 million uh, invaders uh, to uh, this area, to Kentucky. They're all around the Kentucky border. They want Kentucky for some reason. And we are standing our ground. We've got our shotguns out. We've got this, and we're, we're going to defy what is insurmountable odds. 
We're going to fire that. And so that's what he is as in Jerusalem. Sennacherib's army was 185,000 soldiers. It was a monumental army. But, but Hezekiah takes his stand. Interestingly enough, the, the greatest bravery award in the British army is called the Victoria Cross. It's awarded very sparingly and always for some outstanding act of daring or bravery. It is said that most of the men who have won this medal have done so by responding to the impulse of the moment. Others had the same urge, but they hesitated. Hezekiah has won the Victoria Cross because he has responded to the moment, and Lord, I need some help, and we are going to stand by your grace, and so we're trusting you, and here's our problems, and so he's responded. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber it's so easy having made some commitment to god to settle down and get nothing done after all the king would need to stay awake now and so the subjective desire is that he that keepeth thee will not slumber whenever the syrians decide to attack we're ready he's going to be ready and god's going to help us and so uh, that could be very possibly the import of that verse four behold he that keepeth israel shall neither slumber nor sleep One time, Alexander was asked how he could sleep so soundly, Alexander the Great, how he could sleep so securely amidst such danger. And he told the person, he says, Parmenio, watch, this is me. And Parmenio was the general for his dad, Philip of Macedon, and for Alexander. So he could sleep at peace because the general had his back and watching over him. How securely may they sleep over whom he watches that never slumbers nor sleeps. He that keepeth Israel. Interesting, we might even go all the way back to Jacob and the uh, the, the ladder uh, in Bethel there. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whether thou goest. He that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. But the story is told of a sultan. One day a lady came in and said to the sultan, he says, she said, I have lost some property. And he said to her, how did you lose it? And she said, I fell asleep. And And then a robber entered my dwelling while I was asleep. And he said, why did you fall asleep? And the lady said, I fell asleep, sir, because I believe that you were awake, my monarch. And he gave her all that she had lost because he liked the way she responded. I thought you'd be awake and you'd take care of that. God is not like some human sentinel that is going to fall asleep uh, once, uh, once he has done something. It's like I was in the room getting ready for the procedure, and the lady said, I'm going to put this mask on. He says, now, you might start feeling a little bit something on there going on. I said, oh. And I, was, I was out like in less than two seconds. I was glad I was out too for that stuff. There we are. But he doesn't sleep. Every star, every galaxy, every burning orb in space is the object lesson of sheer physical energy. Take our sun, for instance, a ball of fire that astronomers classify as a moderate star, neither small nor large in the stellar scale. It has a diameter, our sun, of 864,000 miles, but it's all gas. Two billion, billion, billion tons of gas. Every quarter square inch of the core there presses down a crushing weight of a million, million pounds of matter every square inch. The only thing that keeps that sun's core from collapsing is energy. Inconceivable floods of energy that raise the sun's internal temperature to 25 million degrees, consuming 657 million tons of hydrogen each second. The sun can still go on burning for years and years, and that's just a medium sun. We were walking out of the office on Monday or Tuesday, and, and, and Stephen looks up and says, Boy, turn that sun down. 
It's 93 million miles from us. And you sometimes just want to turn it. Wow, that's really hot. It's really hot today. And yet multiply that by billions and billions and billions and billions. And yet God, God's unmade. He's unbelievable. And yet he, he will work things in our lives sometimes that are staggering. It's, it's, all I can say is God did this. We've had that in our family of late last few weeks. God did that. Wow. It's like, woohoo. We can trust. There was a Captain D was a, a commanding a vessel going from Liverpool to New York and a, a long voyage, but his, all his family was on board. And one night there were everybody's asleep, and all of a sudden they start, everything started crashing and, and coming off, et cetera, coming apart, et cetera, and tumbling down. And, and so one little girl woke up in birth and, and she said, What's going on? And he said, Well, we have, there's a huge, waves are huge, and people are getting ready in case we have to disembark. She goes, Well, is my father on deck? Yes, your father is on deck. And the little girl just put her head back on the pillow and went right back to sleep because her dad was the captain. If he's on deck, we are safe. And your outline at the bottom of two, fear not the windy tempest wild. They bark, they shall not wreck. Thy bark, they shall not wreck. Lie down and sleep, O helpless child. Thy father's on the deck. And so that is us, for us. He's watching over. So then thirdly, is the light secured? The sustainer in verse 5 of our text, the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. In the outline it says there's shade then in the eastern countries. The sun's burning rays are often arrows by which premature death is inflicted. At some places the sun just seems, I believe it is hotter, or it's certainly the conditions lend to that. Maybe the lower you are, the, I, I don't know, but the sun is hotter in different places. Obviously when the temperature is up. So the sun... The Lord, is thy keeper. the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Our weakness is, is offset by God's strength. He deliberately takes up position where he can defend us. Elijah's strong point was courage, and yet he fled in fear from Jezebel. Moses' strong point was meekness, yet he lost his temper and smote the rock. Abraham's strong point was faith, yet down he went to unbelief in Egypt. Because we are vulnerable, we all need the Lord to stand in our right hand. So he is our shade upon our right hand. He's our sustainer. He's our shade. He is our protector. And then thirdly is the sun. The sun shall not spite thee by day, nor the moon by night. So if it's the sun and the moon, that's 24-hour period. I was looking yesterday. I was going out, out the Industrial Parkway. I'm not sure if it's the right. I guess it would be... Anyway, the sun was shining, coming up over the horizon, and the fog kept it. And I, you could actually look at the sun because there's so much between it. And we could actually look at it for just a moment. The sun shall not smite by day, nor the moon by night. Where do we get the word lunatic? Lunatic. It comes from the moon. It really, uh, this, it just sit tight for just a moment. Moonstrokes are also injurious to humans. We've heard of sunstrokes, but they're also things called moonstrokes. John Phillips says, he remembers as a boy, it became said that people in asylums behaved more irrationally during a full moon. Yes. Or the moon by night. The effect of the moonlight on the eyes in this country, says John Carney, uh, writes about the East, the Middle East, is singularly injurious. The moon here really strikes and affects the sight. When you sleep exposed to it, much more than the, than, than the sun, a fact of which I have unpleasant proof one night and took care to guard against it afterwards. Indeed, the sight of a person who should sleep with his face exposed at night would soon be utterly impaired or destroyed. We find that soldiers and seamen have talked about people who, young sailors who fall asleep in the moonlight and their face becomes drawn and they have moonstrokes. Sleeping in the open air, be very careful about doing that at night. 
One officer indeed witnessed more than once the effects of a moonstroke when the mouth was drawn on one side and the sight injured for a time. He was of the opinion that with long exposure, the mind might become seriously affected. It is supposed that patients suffering under fever and other illnesses are affected by this planet. And the natives of India constantly affirm that they will either get better or worse according to the moon's changes. So we just take for lunatic. Luna, that's where it comes from. People just act just crazy sometimes. And so we, we now we've always, we, 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 we are encountered through the occult werewolves. So werewolves on full moons turn into whatever. That's, that's not true. But the, the truth is that the moon does greatly affect people if they are exposed to it for a long time at night. Fourthly is the legacy is, sad, is steadfast. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The evil here technically means something that's wicked or injurious. It comes from a, a root word signifying the breaking up of all that is good, protecting from all evil. The Greek uh, equivalent is proneros. We get our word pornography from that. Can you imagine protecting? If, if Hezekiah, as he writes this, Assyria is coming, fiercely uh, uh, coming toward Jerusalem, perhaps. The embodiment of evil, their monuments and inscriptions to all the heinous things they would do to people when they captured them. There was no Geneva Convention to constrain them. They had an agenda, and they did not care what it took to get their agenda across. And I'm talking about the Assyrians, not today. Uh, the verse speaks to our hearts. We carry around with the slumbering volcano. It's capable of any sin. The flesh is utterly depraved. Romans in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. How can we overcome that? The answer lies in the Holy Spirit. He that is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. So we have this battle going on, and we are to trust the Lord. Lord, please help me with this, and surrender and submit to the Spirit's authority. So when the flesh arises to overthrow us, the Holy Spirit raises up a standard and says, wait, wait. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. So from evil and also then finally for eternity. The Lord shall preserve us for eternity. Remember again in verse, verse 8. Thy going out and thy coming in. If Hezekiah is writing this before Sennacherib arrives. Can you imagine? He's, he's still, he was like captured in Jerusalem. You can't, I mean, you can't go, if you go out that door, 50 arrows are going to pierce you in five minutes. You know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you can't go in and out, but someday, someday the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And I was just thinking on the way to church, did not tell my wife, but this Saturday will be the first anniversary of my mom's home going. And so she is now going out. Coming in, however body she has, talking with dad, talking with my Mr. Wampler, whoever else is up there, her mom and dad. And she's going out and coming in and freedom. For the last while, a long while, she could not couldn't get out of bed, couldn't walk on her own, etc. Now she can, I mean she can move about freely. He's gonna preserve that. As we get older, our bodies decay, do they not? They get they get they get start decaying. One day we'll have a new body that will last forever. We will go in and out and find him faithful all throughout eternity. As I mentioned earlier, earlier on, the Jews, they would keep a, uh, the devout Jews, even to this day, many of them keep a small cylinder fixed to the right hand doorpost of their homes, and it contains parchments with the word, a parchment with the words Deuteronomy 4, 
the, the, the Shema of Israel, etc. And they pass out, they touch that, and they recite this verse, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Wouldn't that be a wonderful response for us as we leave home in the morning? The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. What a wonderful exercise that would be. He's going to preserve our soul. That eternal part of us that will last, our spirit, soul, last for eternity. He's going to preserve that. So I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. I put that last little quote in closing from Adoniram Judson. I really like this. Bottom of page four. He has not led me so tenderly thus far to forsake me at the very gate of heaven. Isn't that wonderful? He's not led me this tenderly thus far to forsake me at the very gate of heaven. And, and there is, I'll have to admit for the believer, we trust in God. And we ha- I haven't taken that journey to heaven. I'm not sure exactly how it goes. But you know, I, I put the trust in the nurse anesthesiologist that she knew exactly how to put me to sleep and I'd wake up on the other side. You know, if I can trust a human being, she did a great job, by the way, I don't even remember her name. <laughs> I remember a lot of things. But after the passing out, if I can trust her for that, can't we trust God? To safely see us from this life until the next if we go before the rapture of the church? I believe we can. So let us remember, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. I tell you, our help comes from the Lord. No one else really. Uh, he is the number one help source that never fails. Let us pray. Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful for this wonderful psalm. Lord, as we considered it now for three times, what, what, what a these psalms of degrees, the songs... 15 in a row, or how you worked in Hezekiah's life. You brought him through illness, gave him 15 more years. You miraculously took care of the army, angel of the Lord, took care of the army outside the gates, outside the city. Lord, you preserved him. And so perhaps in thankfulness for that and in response to that and in response to the 10 degrees, he wrote these Psalms specifically he would lift up his eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. What a wonderful psalm. May we memorize your word. May we hide it in our hearts and may we keep it and share it with others as you give us opportunity. Bless us as we go home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.